Welcome to Care Discuss, and today is going to be a baseball-themed episode. It's going to be a good one, guys. So today the guests are our doctor, coach, science. How are you doing today? <laughs> doing well, doing well. How is, how's the doctor stuff? Are you cutting people up or just cutting their hearts? Oh. Right now, it's just all book study, so I've been on I've been on break right now, so I go back to school on Monday, which I'm not looking forward to. Gonna hit the books again. I mean, I would like to hit some books with some baseball bats and some pistol with a few books, oh, especially yeah, be... especially Bio Two Sixty Five's bounded twenty four ninety nine book from the bookstore at the print shop I, I bought it probably three times since i've been to school there so that's that's crazy to me i don't think i ever bought that book oh i could no. yeah it was i you know me i can't study with a laptop in front of me i would go play games on it instead so go uh go to your excel spreadsheets and start doing stats yeah, I would do stats on Excel spreadsheets. That was that was a hyper fixation at the time. Holy crap, dude! Oh yeah, and by the way, I'm here, Troy. What's up? Um, Excel is a great tool. You should use it, and it's not free though. That's true. Way. You had you have to get like Microsoft Office. You don't think about you don't think get about get the whole Microsoft. set. You don't think about Microsoft until you know you pay for it. Yeah. So. I mean, hey, what's up? So, uh, as we can, as you can hear, Joey is not here. As of what I've heard, um, he's on a date with the IRS. You know how they used to have beef, and he was locked up in prison. Yeah, they had him um, held up. They had a little Beauty and the Beast situation over there, and uh, they're dating. Classic Joey. The classic Joey. I mean, hey, that's just the way life is. Excuse and me. Our, I meant John. Oh, John. Johnny. That goes by Joe. Yes. Yes. Joey John boy. So, as you can hear also, our uh, our friend Josh is in here. And allegedly he was at a football game that he coaches. And I can give you the uh, the rundown of how it went. He had two games, and his team averaged of a total of 48 points per game <laughs> and zero points allowed. So, Is that for real? Yeah, it is for real. What are they even doing? Who are they playing? Like, Honestly, once it comes to football, like especially like coaching youth kids, if you're some, if you're just know what to know how to draw up a play, you'll win every game. It's amazing with youth football. How old are these kids that he's coaching? Uh, they're 12, 11, 12. So they're learning. They're getting to the point where they can actually throw a football instead of throwing <laughs> a duck. Oh man, Josh can tell you this. Uh, we played this one team, and they were trying to pass the ball a lot, and the quarterback couldn't throw a spiral to save his life. If you had to put him – if you had to th- had him throw a yard or th- like three yards downfield, 
and hit someone in the chest. And if he didn't hit him in the chest or hit the receiver at all, then he would die. Um, before you even picked up the ball, he would be dead. And so the, and what's amazing was in that game, he threw the one pass he completed was a duck, like a literal, like you have the ball on the ground, just flat and you just spin it. So it was <laughs> rotating like a flying saucer and the kid jumped up, caught it and fell down for a total of three yards on the play. Wow. Yeah. So if you can, if you know how to complete a pass in youth football and actually throw a spiral, you'll score some points. So you'll win. You'll win. That doesn't, that doesn't even sound fun. Like you're beating the team so bad. Oh, I mean, honestly, when you're a kid, beating the crap out of someone is always fun. I mean, just like coaching that though. You're like, all right. Oh, it, oh, it, you know what it does? It's, I would rather win a thousand. I'd, I'd You'd rather like run the, up the scoreboard? Run up the score. I, it kind of make it gives you some kind of pride, especially if they did something wrong to you. Like Rigby, like they clipped one of our kids and I almost wanted to fight the ref because he wasn't calling it. I don't know. Okay. If, and then I don't, I don't like Rigby. Uh, they're a bunch of bums. And oh, especially if I – the school that should not be named, if I ever coach against them – I would beat the crap out of them so bad that it would look like a basketball score, but they would get shut out. We would put up 80, and the rest of their little school wouldn't play football. They would play soccer the next season. That's, wow. a, that's a coach thing, though. I always had, I had a coach. I always took everything personal, so he would run up the score. <laughs> and oh, he, oh, speaking, speaking of rugby, this is not sports-related. Uh, Annie was telling me there was a, a shooting at the middle school in Rigby? Is that true? Oh, did you hear anything about uh, that? Okay. I did not hear we, that. We may have to confirm with maybe Josh, but I heard I, I she was telling me that I guess like a a teenage girl like brought a gun to school. And like uh, I don't know I don't know if she shot anyone, but like discharged it a few times. Ooh, one in custody and three injured. Nice. Yeah, we do so. not we do not condone shooting anything usually, <laughs> unless it's like deer. I guess I have never been hunting before. Have you been hunting? Uh, no, I've never been hunting. I mean, I've shot guns before, but like never for sport. Like, don't get me wrong, I've had deer meat before, and I didn't know what it was when I ate it, and then I was told, oh "My God, this is just like beef, but a little bit yeah. not as beefy." I've had like deer jerky. That stuff is actually really good. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah, just so a did random. Did they have a gun or did they? So three were injured. Wow. So I imagine. Um, yeah. If I had eighteen-year-old Troy brain right now, holy crap, I would have so <laughs> many jokes in the pocket. But I cannot make fun of that right now. Yeah, I just. I mean, middle school. That's so young. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, so what what's made your life that bad? So like because usually they're depressed and you know, well, how, did, how, how does a middle schooler know that much about guns and how did, I mean how did she right. get how did she even get a gun? All right, you want to hear something crazy? Something I used to work with disabled youth, right? Mm-hmm. This is and uh 
there's a syndrome called rad syndrome and it's when a baby is forced to be abandoned is abandoned by the mother the father or right when they were a baby so they don't get so if you're an orphan and you're a baby you don't get like breastfed by your mom you don't get that yeah. mother to baby contact and mm-hmm. if you were abused as a really young child right and then there's okay. a traumatic experience that happens and you're kind of messed up in the brain like you don't you can't really feel like empathy because you don't really know what love is because you weren't taught that. And then yeah. you get like a PTSD from it. Right. So it's a little newer. I, the kid I worked with had it. And it makes, so, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So generally, generally it is something traumatic that's happened to you that kind of causes you to, you know, think or do certain things. And what, what happens is right. They black out, they go into this state of mind where they're like disassociated and they've just, I guess they go crazy. They would have to go crazy, obviously. Right. So then, yeah. At the And then when this thing is done, they end up dying because they realize what they did. They feel like they feel that little part of good that they, I don't want to call it good, but um, allegedly the kids that like shot up Columbine had that disorder, brain disorder, I mean, uh, the movie Goodwill Hunting is a movie that's based on that. Like, mm-hmm. have you watched Goodwill Hunting? I have, but it's been a while. Um, yeah, it's another kid that was abandoned by his mom, but got the crap behind him by his dad, and kind of always just wanted to find trouble because they wanted attention. So it's yeah. a very, it's like a spectrum disorder-ish thing. So that would be a reason why. That's the only thing that I've known. So they weren't either taught or they were abandoned or they had a messed up life because a lot of, a lot of times kids are, it's because the parents didn't really treat them right. But yeah. Um, yeah. Going on with a happier note. Oh, holy crap. <laughs> wow. That's so, de- that's so depressing. Sorry guys. But now you know a little bit about some brain stuff. Yeah. Uh, a learning crap. experience on a yes. sports podcast. So, Man. so oh, has Josh, wow. has, Going back to Josh's football, has is Josh a champion like you? Is he a obviously Ooh. you're a state, you're you're a high school state champion? I mean, is, um, did, is, is Josh he, on your level yet? I mean, his offensive brain is on fire. So he has the only reason yeah. why he if he wasn't one is because someone's yeah, so holding is, him back. So, so is Kyle Shanahan's, but you know, I mean, hey, you know, it's not. You know, there's so. Hall of Fame coaches. Josh is up there, right? <laughs> then there's me. You, no, I'm kidding. Then, uh, honestly, it's you can drop the scheme if the players are good. It helps, but the scheme helps a lot more. Like you can notice things and teach the kids the right way. Coaching is all about teaching, and Josh is one of the one of the best teachers of the sport or anything that I've seen. So there you go. So I mean, he is a Hall of Fame level type of coach. So I mean, I mean he needs to he needs to get out of that twelve year old football league, go to the go to the big boys. Well, he's working with them, so that's what's going to happen. So he's gonna he's he's uh, breeding them right now. <laughs> he's, he's breeding them. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's getting all the recruits now. Recruiting starts when you're young. So here's this right. 
we're into that Rexburg season, and then we're into baseball. Ooh. Yeah. So, Coach Science, how have you been watching the baseball? Uh, not as much as I'd liked, but, you know, I, I try to stay up to date, usually with just my teams or, you know, with some news. Oh, yeah. So then there's, uh, I mean, the Red Sox, I heard, were. No, Red Sox are first in the division. Place. Yeah, first in their division. I think they're second in the AL behind the Athletics. The Athletics are, they have like 21 game, 21 oh, games. Yeah. They've won, and then the Red Sox have 20. So, I mean, Red Sox are great. Yankees suck. So, uh, baseball can't get any better right now. America is good when the Yankees are garbage. So, this yeah, is probably I mean, – Everyone wins when the Yankees lose. It doesn't matter exactly. who you root for unless you root for the Yankees. If the Yankees are losing, everyone wins. Exactly. Do you remember when uh, – sometime in history where there was like 20 years of peace in between like World War II and the one after that, like the Vietnam War? And it was like a peaceful time in America. And then we started getting into wars. It's because the Yankees came back into contention, and that's why the world is bad. <laughs> and we can't, like, when the Cowboys. It makes perfect, Yan- makes perfect sense. Exactly. Like, right now, the Knicks, Yankees, and Dallas Cowboys are the worst teams and are, aren't our mediocre teams. And we don't well, the we Knicks are, them. the Knicks, go, sorry, going to bat. The Knicks are actually good. They're like fourth in the East. I did see that. They're actually but, good. I mean, it doesn't really matter unless you win cha- unless you win Natties, you know, national champion or the NBA Finals, because yeah, you I'm... always have a spin zone that they're oh they're just not oh they're cursed. You're cursed until you win one, but then what if you only win in five games? You didn't sweep them, so you're not really that good. You can go undefeated and win everything, but if you didn't, everyone's always going to be critique crit- critical. Crit- I was about to say critical. Wow, <laughs> same difference. Same thing, yeah, dude. But yeah, I don't know. The, are... I mean, the Knicks haven't been in the playoffs since like probably Carmelo. Wow, since so... Melo. Remember that year when they got like Carmelo, Amari Stoudemire, Chauncey yeah. Phillips, Jason they were, Kidd, and they were gonna, They were like stacked, and they sucked. It's like every other. It's like it's like when the Lakers got Carl Malone and Gary Payton and Dwight Howard and Steve Nash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Lakers have done that twice, and the, those teams have always sucked. I mean, we could honestly do like a Fan Force tour of the most overhyped teams of all time. And I mean, the Yankees, all the last 10 years could be a whole podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. For and real I mean, though. and to not to punch, throw a punch at your face, but like after the Red Sox win a World Series, they. They try to lose. It's like a, it's like an Olympics for them. Like every four years or five years, they find a way to be bums, and then they, they quote unquote have a rebuilding year the next season, and then they're like they win 117 games. Well, yeah, it was like the Red Sox won the World Series. What was it? 2014. Yeah. They won it in uh, 13 and eight and 18 within the past 10 years. So, yeah, yeah 2013. Like, I think it's 2013, or maybe it was after after the 2018 season. Like, the 2019 season, they had, like, the worst record in the MLB. 
Oh, so they go. Yeah, they, they go they from eighty-eight. You go on. They go like from winning a World Series to being the worst team in the league the year after. Oh yeah. So it was twenty fourteen. It's 2013. They were like they won the World Series, and then 2014 was the year they went had a losing record. They were in last place. I I almost want to see who they drafted. So 2015 MLB draft. Mookie Betts is on the team already. So yeah. was it Michael Ch- Chavis? I don't know. Oh, Let's Michael. Go... Ch- he's the same yeah. age as he's the same age as Tanner. They played. Oh wow. They played, they played against each other in high school. Bryce Harper's almost 30. It's old man. Yes, he is. Oh, the Red Sox got Andrew Benintendi. Ooh. He did play. He did play. He was good enough to go play for him. So that's pretty much how you judge success in, like, your first round. Like, all-stars are a bonus, but if you draft in the – If your first round pick makes it to the majors. Yeah. They got Benintendi in 14? Yeah, or in 2015, they drafted them. Oh, I don't know because they were the worst team in the MLB in 14. Yeah, they had they they got him seventh overall. He played at Arkansas, so yeah. that was he, the, he, that was your dance. He got drafted. Yeah. Wow, there's this dude Brendan Rodgers, and he hasn't played in the majors. He's a bum. Yeah, but I'll, just go back to the Red Sox. I mean, they they lost a lot of players over the last year or two. From their World Might Series, have... I mean, they lost. Oh, yeah. They lost Betts. They lost Jackie Bradley. They lost Benintendi. Um, they lost uh, Joe Fight Club Kelly. Oh, I mean, they um, were all old too. Yeah, and I mean, it's just surprising because like the Red Sox don't have any big name guys anymore besides like Chris Sale, JD Martinez. Xander Bogarts, like those are like their big names, and well, Xander they're... Bogarts is, I forget about him, and yeah, he's and like he... their Derek Jeter, yeah, and like he, I he probably does go unnoticed a lot in the league just because he isn't like a like a household name, ooh, like other shortstops, um, yeah, but yeah, it's surprising the Red Sox are doing really well with the the pieces they have, so. Whatever they're doing, it's working. So, I mean, he is—he's solid. He's been playing there since 2013, so he's been there forever. Yeah, he has. And he's, he's only like, 28 years old. He started when he was 20. Wow. Yeah, so he's like Nomar Garcia Para 2.0. Oh, exactly. But he was—he's definitely like three years younger than what Garcia Para was, though. Like Garcia Para came out. You know where Garcia Para played? college ball at no i don't georgia tech really yeah is georgia tech they're not a baseball school are they oh they are they're secretly like a they, they quietly have a really good baseball team oh huh. they're not like winning uh like i don't think they're winning college i mean they're not like vanderbilt oh yeah Man, one season Georgia made it to the college, college uh, final, the World Series final. Yeah, we played this team called Fresno State, <laughs> and at the time, it was uh, the Fresno State was the was the last possible seed of the tournament. They were like an at large team, 
and uh, Georgia was the number one overall ranking. So two big players that came out of that school was Gordon Beckham and just not Josh, Josh Fields. A closer. Be honest with you, I'm not stop. even sure who those people are. Exactly. Right. So it was about 15 years ago and uh, Georgia got swept out. And so it was like a 16th seed in the tournament beating the number one team overall in the first, like in the final. Like they played, Georgia played all the hard teams already, and they yeah. had a breeze with this other team. They had a dude that held the bat like a golf club. You know how you like cross your fingers? And yeah. I was at Disney World when this happened, and I was going nuts. I hated that dude so much because the way he held the bat was so stupid. Like, why did this dork? He's and and the worst part was is a punch in the face. His batting average was like one eighty six. Like, how's this dude on a scholarship? And he's, like, raking against the Georgia Bulldogs. And I'm like, this is the only time I've ever get to experience, like, a baseball team of mine to actually be, like, winning a World Series. And I was like, what the heck, guys? Like, why do they have it out for me? So It's like every team you root for just disappoints you. I mean. Except for the Lakers. All right, here. Here's a take. For, not even a take. Here's a fact. So, unless you're a bandwagoner or you're just freaking lucky, your team's always cursed. And that's it. And that's something I just had to realize, that your team's just always cursed unless you hop on the bandwagon or you're loyal at the beginning and you just got lucky. Championships are all luck unless you're cheating and picking your fandom. So, yeah. And then, oh gosh, okay. So, yeah. But that is true. I feel like the world is out of get. I feel like all my teams hate me. And then the day I die, when I'm like 117 years old, they'll be hopefully, good. They'll be good. They'll just, win imagine championships. Being, just imagine being a, like a Cubs fan in 2016. <laughs> like, you just, oh man, you're, wor- and, or being a Red Sox fan when they won in twenty four to two thousand four. Oh my gosh! Exactly. Like your grandparents. Like I remember <laughs> watching Babe Ruth when I was at the age of six, and I just loved my Red Sox. And then they traded him away. They sold him away for a stupid for rights for a stupid play. A play. <laughs> a play. Not like not like not like uh not like a flea flicker play. Like I mean, like a. A theatrical like a musical. play. Yeah. Like a Babe Ruth play. Dude, that dude was, baseball at the time wasn't a, uh, a sport where they made a lot of money. Something interesting. Uh, the Rooney family that owns the, uh, that owns the Steelers won uh-huh. a horse bet at a race. And at the time, the Eagle – well, at one point in NFL history – the Eagles and the Steelers came together and became the Steagles. Huh. Dead fact. Because, like, money was getting low. Might have been during the war. Because football's been around for a little over 100 years professionally. And the Rooney family, the owner, the family owner, the first guy, bought the team for $4,000. Wow. I mean, that so probably was the, a lot back in that day, but... So for the price of half a semester of college, 
you can buy a football team. So there's that. It must have been nice. Yeah, they don't, and like I don't like the Steelers. I I personally like uh, Hunt's ketchup, not Heinz, because of you know. <laughs> so there's a joke there too, but oh, some news, right? Uh, so McKay... something's happened. Go on. I was going to say, so McKay is actually a Steelers fan. Exactly. He is actually a, St- a Steelers fan. He's part of he's part of the Holy Trinity of Joey. Wow. He likes every team. If you like one team, you like it. If you like more than one team, you like every team. That's how we True. look at it. Yeah. So, I'm not mean, loyal. Unloyal fans. Joey. Joey's the president well, of that that club. It's almost like it was a take about how married couple. When you're a Mormon, you have and you're a married couple, or you're engaged in a single ward. The bishop uh-huh. has you have like a dating like fireside or whatever something stupid on a Monday home evening, and they were like, "Oh, here's these two people that don't even know that like they got they dated three weeks and got engaged like me, right?" Then, but in the, but my but mine's cool. Right. And they're like, you're the expert. Tell us how dating, like, what got you for them to like you? It's like, oh, yeah, I did this, this, and this. I'm like, bro, you're not an expert. You got yeah. lucky once. And I think just to be, just to be real, you, you, a real goal in life is to be lucky once. You don't want to be lucky four or five times with marriage, right? Because yeah, hopefully just once. Like, the odds are actually pretty low against you. Like, how many people are in the world and how many dates you've been on and how many people married you at the end of the day? Like, I mean, you want to have it's, a it's low... A, it's a numbers percentage. game. It's yeah, a numbers exactly. game. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's a number... Like, I mean, there's almost... There, how, how many people are in the world? It's like 7 billion. I mean... I have no people, idea. A lot. World pop. I mean, there's like th- there's like three billion in India. There's got to be a few billion in, <laughs> Holy in China. Crap. You know, I thought like chi- like Hong Kong had a billion people, which I I guess I can't fathom how much a billion is, but that would be one seventh of the world. So my perception of big numbers is not that large. So seven point six seven four billion as of twenty nineteen, and we're having a linear. Uh, regression yeah. upwards, a positive regression. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like always increasing. There's like always more births than deaths. And assuming that, right? Uh, 3.4, 3.3 ish, a little roughly higher than that, billion women in the world. I mean, I want my numbers to be pretty low. That's a numbers game. There's so many, but you only yeah. got one. You want to be one for one in that category. So. Wow, I don't know where I got in that tangent. Sure, shut up. So, okay, I'm good with that. <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about. But, oh, dude, baseball, right? Uh, four no-hitters this season. Yeah. Um, so, Back to being a pitcher's league. I mean, personally, I'm offended by it because the Braves, <laughs> who were notoriously known for having a bunch of pitching during the steroid era, um, have now reversed and like, hey, we're going to be a super good hitting team in the, the no-hitter era. 
So I take that as a personal attack by Rob Manfred <laughs> by loosening the tightness of the balls of of the baseballs. He, I mean, there's 128 stitches in a baseball. I think he he took a. I think he added about 60 more because people like uh, probably Yankee pitchers. The whole yeah. just Yankee fans were just complaining about. Oh my gosh, we uh we got beat by the uh by the Astros by beating trash fans. Like, hey Yankees, you've been cheating your whole lives. It's called you had way more money. And <laughs> Babe Ruth, I mean, honestly. I think about two to three hundred of his home runs were frauds because I don't think the pitch was even two hundred feet in right field. So you could hit a ground, you could hit like a pop a up line drive, to the second base, a pop up to the second baseman. It's a home run. So I mean, he, oh gosh, I want to I mean, see Babe Ruth and tell that to his face that he's a bum, and that's it. He's a he's a terrible person for playing for the. For the red, for the, not for the Yankees, but he decided to go to his ways and get a little smarter. I don't hate him as much because he was an Atlanta Brave. Yeah, so, or Boston Brave technically. So Boston Braves. Here's yep. the thing: I I think the no hitters is cool, but from a fan's perspective, like going to a baseball game and seeing a no hitter, like that's like the most boring thing ever. So, Connor, I, like uh, yeah, wow, as I'm a like, as a fan, like you oh, you want to. I think that's why like football and other other sports, like it's like an more they try to like tailor more to the offense almost. Yeah, in terms of like rules, sense. because Attacking is yeah. Be, sorry, yeah, because it's just like the ratings. Like no one wants to go to. Like, you go to a baseball game, like, you see a pitching duel, like, it's cool, like, especially if it's, like, two pitchers. Like, I remember going to see, like, Kershaw and Bumgarner pitch in, in L.A. Like, I think wow. the score ended up being, like, 1-0, and Bumgarner hit the home run to to make it 1-0. And it was just, like, you know, it was just a pitching duel the whole time. And it's cool to see, but, like, there's, like, no home runs. No one's getting on base. You know, as – in a sitting in a stadium watching that, that's boring. I totally yeah. get that, man. I, I totally get that. So, I mean, like, the no-hitters, it's, like, a great accomplishment for, like, the pitchers and, like, the team. But, like, from a fan's perspective, it's, like, I want to see home runs. Oh, I yeah. See the, I, I want to see the Bali Park. Exactly. Want... That's what – I want to see bombs only. Yeah. I just, I mean... <laughs> I just want to see bombs. That's all. I guess what the cool kids say, uh, they want to drop nukes, I think. Nukes? Yes, not, nukes. Nukes sound cooler. But nukes, not dingers? Nice. Uh, ding, uh, danger. Uh, man, what's the coolest home run word? I kind of like nukes. Like, nukes? I always but liked, I, uh, I was, I was, I always thought it was... What is it? Cr- uh, uh, no, cranked it. That was like the first <laughs> one I've ever heard. Oh, crank. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's got to be in the Soldier Boy era. Ooh, I think it could have been. Oh, yeah. It like I started liking that word a lot around Soldier Boy era. But I played this triple play 2001 game. Uh, it used to, that's what EA used to make. Uh, EA Sports. I had Mike Piazza on the front. 
And whoever was the announcer said crank. So, oh. See, I mean, I, the game I loved playing, baseball game I loved playing, was just Slugfest. Oh. Slugfest 2003. Slugfest 2003. The one with A Rod on the front? Uh, yeah, I think so. The, the best teams were the Diamondbacks and the Mariners, because that's when the D backs oh. won the World Series. But, oh, yeah, because they, man. Baseball had a weird thing with being a, like a year or two ahead of the actual like season, you know, like they would have have like it was a big deal. Like Triple Play two thousand one came out in nineteen ninety nine, like baseball season, and then they made a Triple Play, plain old Triple Play, and then they moved on to the next year to make it mm-hmm. even. But uh, yeah, like four no hitters. So I saw the list right, and they were both two times in two week in a week. And there was a time in 2011 or 2010 that had, like, a perfect game by uh, Dallas Braden. And that was a big deal because they're very rare. There's only been, like, less than 25 in the history of baseball. Perfect game. Yes. Then Roy Halladay came out with one, like, that week, right? Because, you know, mm-hmm. Roy Halladay at the time was a guy. I, like, yeah. I used to think he was the best pitcher of all time, but – I was 17 and naive. Rest in peace, by the way. Holy crap. Sad dude. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Well, rest in peace to the Blue Jays guy, not the Phillies one. But that's <laughs> he got corrupted by the city of Philadelphia. Then, like a month later, the Armando Galarraga guy. He got, he got robbed. He got robbed in a perfect game. And then, yeah. yeah. So they could have had three perfect games in a month. That was like the crazy. That's when pitching was fun to see. Like if you see a perfect game, that's you're witnessing like, yeah, perfect game is even a so even a no hitter, right? Like no hitters are really cool because for the pitcher, I as I play, I I was a pitcher, like, and I mean in rec ball, I don't want to like. I threw a no hitter in rec ball when I was fourteen. Ao, and. It was, like, seven innings, and, I mean, the team was a bunch of scrubs, but, like, the feeling of being in the zone at that moment was just amazing. Like, yeah, as, I knew as I a, was on it. As a so, pitcher in a team, like, you love to see it. It's a it's an artist doing their craft. Like, seeing, like, a p- good pitching outing like that is fun for, like, me because I've pitched. So, yeah, but I, it is boring to see it against you. I've seen true. like the Braves get perfect game by Randy Johnson, and I was not happy. So. Yeah, I mean, true fans appreciate it, appreciate the the difficulty of it, and but like your average go getter fan. Oh yeah, they want to see bombs or home runs. Yeah. They want to see 106 miles an hour blown by somebody or hit over the fence. No one likes seeing a double play. People just go home in the seventh. And during the seventh inning stretch, during when he hit into a double play, which is the worst thing you can do. I'd rather a kid strike out looking three pitches down the middle with then the bases hit into loaded, a double play, <laughs> than hit into a double play with a grounder right to the damn pitcher. Nothing pisses oh. me off more than that shit. That's the that was that was the theme of the 2014 Braves. Bases loaded, boom. Uh, oh gosh. It would be like BJ Upton striking out and Chris Johnson hitting into a double play. Nothing pissed me off more than that, dude. 
I'm like, dude, you could just hit the ball up in the air. Why didn't... Is that is that when they had the Upton brothers? Yes, that was the most overhyped Atlanta Braves team of oh, all man, time. That, BJ Upton that... was. They had BJ yeah. Upton, Just Upton, Dan Hayward, Dan, Dan the man Ugla. Honestly, if Dan Ugla, it's what's, what's amazing is if BJ Upton and Dan Ugla wasn't on the team, Jason Hayward would be the most per- hated person in Atlanta. He was oh, a yeah. bum, for sure. Like, oh, he hit a home run his first day ever in the major leagues. And I'm like, oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. We have Hank Aaron now, again. And then he couldn't hit with the crap. It's because he was an Atlanta boy. Like, he was from there. So, like, everyone praised him. I mean, that's when I realized that people, like, yeah, overhype is overhype sometimes. And, oh, my gosh, I was so – he was, and then he got traded. I was mad, and then I was like, you know what? He couldn't hit. He couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Sometimes he would ground into double plays. So now he's on the Cubs doing that for him, right? Yeah. So, and so speaking of that, you know who has the record for the most grounded into double plays of all time? No, I don't. And there's a fun theme to this. It's Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols. Yeah, when you played in the league for twenty years, which is amazing, right? He hasn't. He's hit five bombs this year, five little baby nukes. So, five baby nukes. Yes. By the way, Connor, if you're on your phone, he is. Uh, he has italicized, bolded, and gold for career grounded into double plays with four hundred three. <laughs> so. I mean, his strikeout numbers are – he hasn't had 100 strikeouts in a season, but let's get real. I would trade about 403 of those grounded to double plays for 100, yard, for 100 strikeout seasons. So, that's the show. Yeah. Man, All right. It's t- so – So, t- what's the news about Albert Pujols? So, what, Albert, what did, right? What, what happened with the, him and the Angels? So he signed a 10-year contract with the Angels in 2012 for $254 million. Yeah, a lot of money. Something I can never see in my life, right? And uh, well, here's something interesting with that. He's only had, you know how many, how much it costed the Angels for him to get a hit in a uh, playoff game? No. Uh, he had one Did hit they... in the playoffs, so uh, I was, I was the whole time had a... Wow. They made the That's playoffs sad. once with him, and he had one hit, and they've won zero games in that whole span of that contract. That's amazing. But he got designated for assignment. And so we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of this. So... There are two rosters in the major leagues. There's the to be for rosters, right? There's the 26-man roster, which it was 25, and they add another player. Those That's are the main that roster. Is the, that is the active roster for the major leagues. Then yeah. you have the 40-man roster, which is those extra 14 players are players either in double or triple A that are – they're in the minors, and 
when a player on the active roster is put onto the short disabled or injured list, excuse me, that I think it's 10 or 15 days. I think they moved it back to 15 and it is, uh, they can call that person up. Right. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So and they can do it freely. And then baseball players, this is where it's going to get even more. They have options, right? They have three options that they can go up and down in the majors on that 40-man roster three times. Then after the third time, they have to be, like, released or whatever. They have to be taken off the 40-man roster. But that's a whole other story. So then there's – then – for you to be designated for assignment, you're being told by your team that we do not want you on our 40-man roster because you cannot, you're not capable of producing the way that we want you to. So there's gotcha. a 10-day period because all baseball contracts are guaranteed, um, mm-hmm. right? So usually people that get designated for assignments are like relief pitchers, that are been bouncing up from team to team, like your backup players get designated for assignment all the time, right? You get pulled off and pulled on and they stay. So you have an option. You have three possibilities, right? You can either be claimed off of waivers by another team, but they have to take all of your contract, right? So they that, take that is, the remaining contract? Yes. So they would take, So usually that would happen with a – like a reliever that they wanted to get. It's very rare. Like the Braves had it done to them by the, uh, by the Mets with Julio Franco. The Braves, they, they designated the Mets designated for assignment. And then the Braves picked him up because he was like a minimum wage player. Then you can either be released, which is what's happening to Albert Pujols right now. Or you can be traded. Or sent back to the minors, excuse me. So he's getting released from the team to become a free agent? Yes. Uh, I I don't imagine anyone wanting to take him on. No. So he's in that 10-day period. Who would want – no one wants to – it is – he is on the last year of his contract, which I think is kind of dirty. You say make him sign this contract and then – you can't. You can make up like a fake injury and put them on the disabled or the injured list. That's what a lot of teams do with their pitchers, the especially the Rays. Um, yeah, that's why, especially especially with Albert Pujols, he's a Hall of Famer. Like, kind of doing him dirty. I mean, he hasn't really produced for the Angels, but yeah, it's almost like when you have like a season in a video game and you have this really old player. Like, I would do this with Chipper Jones all the time. I'm like, I got to keep him on there. He is like a 56 <laughs> rating, but he's not quitting yet. And he's batting like 184, and he, but he has 11 home runs on the left side of the plate. So there you I go. am platooning him. He was – yeah, Pulse is batting a pedestrian uh, 198. And he, oh, I was going to say 205. Oh, uh, yeah, two fifty on base percentage. His selecting percentage is under four hundred. His OPS is six twenty two. I mean, he's got to be so, what forty two. He's forty one. Well, technically, we don't know actually how old he is because there's a rumor that he lied about his age. But that's a whole nother thing. Interesting. <laughs> he might be forty five. Oh, so because. 
you know that big country that's always on the other team, and like, that dude's not uh, I or the I am twelve guy from Transformers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that situation. So, it's one of those situations allegedly. So, interesting. Yeah. So Albert Pujols was released by the by the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. That is their real name, by the way. Yeah. They were the Anaheim <laughs> Angels, and then they don't know what to call themselves. They because... moved to Los Angeles. I I guess, but their stadium's in Anaheim. Yeah. I don't so know. it's the, like... That's, they'll always, they'll yeah. always be the Anaheim Angels. Exactly. You know, they were called the California Angels at one point, too. Which oh, is... Wow. They, they've been indecisive that's what happens when you have you might accidentally win a world series in 2002 but you also <laughs> have this other side where you have Albert Pujols doesn't gets you one hit for 254 million dollars and you have the greatest player in the last probably 20 years 25 years playing for yeah, you he's, and he's been the greatest player for the last yeah decade practically yeah, he's been the greatest it's, player for the last decade that's for sure it's just sad that uh, he's like, Pulse is getting cut because, like, I remember when he was like a rookie. That was like one of the first like rookies I like always like looked for. And it's like, oh, yeah, Albert Pulse was like freaking good. And he has so much potential. And you would say that every year. Then they would accidentally win a World Series, then win another one. Then he's a free agent. And then he's kind of been in this purgatory state for his life. Yeah. So. And he started off as a third baseman, and he won. Yeah, he's a really good player, like really good in the video game world, really good in real life. It's just amazing. I don't always thought he would go play for like the Yankees, but that's my, yeah my pessimism towards that. Man, just like uh, yeah, Albert Pujols was a great player. Yep, so. Do you understand what designated for assignment means now? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, interesting. Baseball has the most complex roster structure system rules in sports. It's because sure. I believe in the 60s or the 70s, they you were either you couldn't be like you didn't have free agency, so you would have like a miners contract and then you would get your contract purchased which is still a process today by the major league team and you have six years you have an arbitrator arbiter and then they give you a higher contract and stuff or you can be traded so you weren't really like you couldn't negotiate your contracts yeah arbitration yeah so um baseball in the 70s had a really big strike thing and then they fixed it up and now they have the best system i believe they're a little bit yeah. restricted but nba's yeah. giving them a run for their money but uh yeah well it's too we bad know. for albert Pujols. he's a he's a, definitely a hall of famer and yeah you just hate to see it you hate to see guys that were so good kind of just towards the end of their career just kind of die out but like, uh, uh Dustin Pedroia did that. That was sad. Yeah, he was just constantly injured. Couldn't stay on the field. But I mean, who's that Gibson guy? Uh, oh, my gosh. Bob, not Bob Gibson. That's the pitcher. Kirk Gibson. 
he was like that for the Dodgers. Then he got his one hit. Oh, the the famous hit home run World Series. Yeah. So they still have some potential to be some good things, but yeah. So what do you think? Um, Albert Pujols just retires now. Uh, I mean, I think he might want to. As what I've heard in the sports podcasting world, is that the Cardinals might give him a one day contract, have him dress out, so he can retire. Then, so he can retire, and then they can sell a bunch of tickets. And oh, um, yeah, there you go. I mean, hey, you know, it's a good deal. I mean, I don't think he was kind of trashed last season and the season before that. So there might be – he might not be playing. No one probably wants him, dude. I don't think anyone wants him. He's been irrelevant since he's been on the Angels, honestly. Since his contract, yeah. Um, That's what happens when you go to – when you're the little brother team in Los Angeles. So That's what happens when you go chasing money. But I mean, hey, I can He's be okay losing. Though. Yep, exactly. Yeah, he was not. He was below average for the last three seasons. So, yeah, like very below average. So, yeah, with that, he's gone, and yeah. So, other than that, I've looked. In, I'm looking at our notes. Oh, the Astros got booed because you know. Yankees suck. Then that's it. I don't have. I don't think else. that. I don't think the Astros are ever going to be able to live that down. Yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone's going to hate them for that. They should just but win like, another World like, Series, like we said before. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You ain't trying. Exacto so, mundo. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right, Connor? Always, always cheating. Okay. All right, kids. Um, you can only cheat in games, not in life. <laughs> Is that our message to the kids today? That's that's the message. All right, I think Connor, that's a beautiful uh, message. Should we end on that note for the week? Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. If you uh, listen to the end of this podcast, um, we could have some – different types of guests on our show so tune in next week and see if it happens um this podcast was sponsored by mlb the show the greatest game that's ever been that's ever been invented um they can have all the free ads that they want and um stay in school kids unless you hate it then drop out coach science do you have any wise final thoughts wise words from flocka all right, Dr. Fish, Dr. Mr. Coach, Father Science, PhD, MD, and Flock is out. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>